Welcome to Washington Square Noise, the podcast that takes a closer look at a slice of NYU. I'm Sarah Devlin, the managing editor of Washington Square News. And I'm Sakshi Venkatraman, a deputy managing editor. We're the hosts of Washington Square Noise, our new and improved podcast. In this podcast, we're exploring elements of NYU life that aren't talked about a lot. Each episode, we're going to break down one topic. Today, we talk to Republicans on NYU's campus. We reach out to a bunch of people, some of whom were in NYU's College Republicans Club, some of whom were just outspoken conservatives, but only two agreed to talk to us on the record. The first was Nick Surrey, the secretary of College Republicans and a senior in Tandon, who started showing up to NYUCR meetings a year ago. He's a fairly typical college student, and he likes video games, watching Netflix, and hanging out with his friends. We also talked to Paolo Alvarez, who's the treasurer of NYUCR. He's a pretty hardcore conservative, both politically and culturally. He actually showed up to our interview with him in a three-piece suit. Here he is. Good evening to everyone listening. My name is Paolo Martin Alvarez. I am from the Philippines. I am a junior at NYU's College of Arts and Science, and I am majoring in economics. And I suppose the reason why we're all here, I am the treasurer of the college Republicans. Paolo kind of sounded like a Jordan Peterson type character. He denounced Marxism when we were talking to him and the stereotype of the leftist student who's trying to bring the system down. But what was interesting about him was why he joined college Republicans. So I decided to join uh, the club formally in October around this year. I decided to make it a point to attend weekly meetings, go to sessions. Um, what really struck me was the first meeting when I see an entire room full of Republicans and I think to myself, where were all these people? Why don't I see them in class? Why don't I see their voices at Washington Square Park? Why don't I see more of conservatism in New York University? And when I listen to what drives these people to join the college Republicans, you know, the one commonality is finding a community, finding people who won't shut you down, you know, finding someone who's willing to listen to you without having to fear political political, uh, social ostracization, that sort of thing. And I was touched by that. He said he likes the safe space where he can express his viewpoints without being called a racist or homophobic. For Paolo, it seemed to be a lot about finding a community. Nick also echoed this sentiment. I didn't really come into college wanting to be like the most political, you know, going one way or the other. I didn't want to be one of those super active into all the politics things. And then... You know, it's one of those things where, like, after Club Fest, you're like, yeah, might as well go check it out. And then after, and then I realized there that, you know, this is less of, like, a place for us to talk politics. It's more of a place to really, like, I guess, as you said, build a community, meet other people, build relationships. And that's what really kept me coming back. It was less the politics. It's more of the, you know, finding being able to sit in a room of like you and 35 other people or 35 other like-minded people that you at least have something in common with. Both Paolo and Nick said that they hide their conservative beliefs for fear of being mistreated by peers and professors. That said, Nick told me that being conservative was just one part of who he is. I wouldn't really necessarily want that to be one of the first things, you know, 
that people know about when, you, when they meet me. They don't want to be like, oh, look, there's Nick the conservative. They want to be, oh, look, there's Nick the da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, I have other things that I want to push and onto people, like have people know about me when they meet me besides the fact that I'm a Republican. Mm. You know, I guess that's what I'm trying to do instead of being, you know, if someone's going to ask me, you know, who did you vote in the election? I'm not going to lie. If someone's going to ask me, what are you conservative or liberal? I'm not going to lie about that. But, you know, I would not identify myself as only being conservative. There's so much more to me that I want other people to know first. What are some of those things? I don't know. Uh, I know it's like, a little bit of a, <laughs> a self-aggrandizing yeah. question, but uh, I mean, I, I want to know. I'm curious because, I mean, I know a lot of, a lot of, I know a lot of people who really do want you to know yeah. about their political beliefs is one of the first things, yeah. right? You know, whether they're being really vocal on social media, whether yeah. it's in the work they do, at, you know, at, you know, after college or at an internship or whatever. Um, some people really do want to put their political beliefs, political views, political affiliations first and foremost. Yeah. What 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 are the things you want to put first and foremost? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's think. Uh, I like football. I like to play Overwatch. Uh, I like to watch stand-up comedy. Uh, I like to listen to Vaporwave. Uh, <laughs> you know, those. I guess those are the type of things. You know, I like collecting shoots. I like collecting uh, clocks. You know, those are the type yeah. of things that, like, the interesting things about me, I, you know, I love watching Seinfeld. Those are the types mm-hmm. of things that I want other people to know first uh, that we could connect on outside of the fact that I'm just a Republican and they're, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, if we can have, if, if I can meet someone that I can have a conversation about Vaporwave, <laughs> like, that would be crazy. You know, that would be <laughs> awesome. Uh, that would be something that I would love to have build a connection on because, you know, how many other people out there will even know what that is? So that, those are the types of things that I like to put out yeah. first. You know, if I meet someone that, like, plays Overwatch and we could gig up, play rank together, that sort of thing. That's, mm-hmm. that's the type of fun stuff that I would rather have a conversation about. I actually recently went to a college Republicans meeting for this podcast, and people were super nice and friendly. They had pizza and Sprite. The speaker was talking about populism in Europe. It wasn't at all politically charged. There weren't any MAGA hats or hardcore Trumpist paraphernalia. Um, At the weekly meeting, I actually saw a lot of familiar faces. There were people there from my classes that I never really pegged as conservatives. And I was also surprised by the amount of people in general that attended that meeting. But you don't really hear a lot of conservatism being voiced in the classroom. And it's not like there aren't students that exist to the right of center. Here's Paolo. But the thing is, when you have something like a conservative organization at NYU and people who are willing to listen to you, people who are not who aren't going to decry you as some sort of bigoted and you know get the box out take the box out take the lid out and call you all these other things these great insults that they like to throw at you these buzzwords that serve as some sort of you know a red band in society brand in society and if you get hit with one of these brands then well you're ostracized but there is a point where you're in a class and you hear your professor making the same Trump joke for the thousandth time and everyone doing the same empty laugh over and over again and you keep your head down because you don't want to get hit by the brands. You don't want to be ostracized. 
it seems like most of the time we don't really hear from or talk about college Republicans until there's a scandal, until there's controversy. And there have definitely been a few of those. They've invited some controversial guest speakers, including Anthony Scaramucci last semester and Gavin McGinnis in spring 2017. That one actually made headlines nationally, if you remember, and McInnes got pepper sprayed. Some small fights broke out outside of Kimmel, and a handful of people even suffered minor injuries. Eleven people were arrested that night as well. Incidents like these really strike me because the meetings that I've been to have actually been pretty low-key. My experiences have been a little different. I went to a few meetings in 2017 doing some reporting, and the club would sometimes play like Fox News highlight reels before meetings. Clips of Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity. That school year, the club was decidedly more controversial, though. They tried to have Milo Yiannopoulos speak. That got shut down by NYU Public Safety and also invited Lucian Wintrich, who used to blog for the Gateway Pundit, which is a borderline white supremacist publication. Since then, the club has moved a little bit closer to the center, inviting more mainstream Republican and conservative figures. Okay, so I guess there's a bit of variation, but I think it's important to note that not all these Republican students actually support Donald Trump. Paolo said he was pretty concerned about Trump before he moved here from the Philippines. I suppose my biggest concern in freshman year was uh, Trump and him getting elected. Uh, as a person who back then wanted to move to the United States, uh, Trump's immigration policy had worried me. And from what I had understood by the media I had watched back then, the mainstream media and uh, so-called comedians who brand themselves as news agencies and such, they, they, they spun this, this great story of how we were all going to be rounded up and taken off of this country, how Trump was going after us, after immigrants, after, you know, people like me and people who aren't necessarily like me. His opinion has changed since he started studying at NYU, but when I asked him if he supported Trump, his answer was still pretty ambiguous. Do you support Donald Trump? To an extent, I do. But there are times, truly, and I mean to say this for other leaders around the world as well. I know the president has every right to use his Twitter account. I know the president has the right to say whatever he wants to say. So, but can't we just get to work? Can't we just show them that we can do great things, not by how hard we throw insults at them, but just by doing things, by accomplishing feats, by building our infrastructure, by shoring up our, our military, by ensuring that America reasserts herself as a superpower. You know, can't we do all these things and avoid the... It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Nick actually voted for Trump, but he took the position that a lot of conservative people take nowadays, which is separating his morality from his policy. I'll just start out by saying this. I did vote for Donald Trump for president. 
Um, I don't know why, I guess. He was the, uh, I guess, you know, he wasn't obviously my first choice for president. I was, I was, I was a Jeb guy, big Jeb Bush guy. Uh, I wanted Jeb to win. But, you know, I guess, like, he kind of grew on me, just not from him as a persona, but the movement that he was starting and the the force that he created behind him. Now, I'm not a person that would, like, hang on to the words. Like, you know, obviously what he said wasn't right or good. When you say what he said, what does that mean? Like, uh, just, just like a the, few his examples. rhetoric. I, I can't give any specific examples, but, like, I'm not going to say I agree with his rhetoric that he would chant. I think NYU is often perceived as this liberal haven. Our main campus is in Manhattan, where 87% of voters went Democrat during the 2016 election. We really don't think that much about Republicans in our classroom until something crazy like the Gavin McGinnis thing happens. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about the more normal side of Republican kids on campus. I thought talking to Nick was really interesting in this regard. He actually brought up identity politics on his own and was really upfront about how his conservatism is actually an identity of its own. It was surprising to see a a Republican student with that much self-awareness of his own identity and how that plays out in his own life. He even mentioned that the reason he first started showing up to college Republican meetings was to find community. What struck me um, is the range of students that were actually at that college Republicans meeting that I went to. It was a pretty diverse group. Their community and reach is giant, but we don't see them anywhere on campus. It surprised me a lot that they hide their identities because the conservatives we see in the media, like the Alex Jones types, are super loud and arrogant. Here's Nick again. You know, everyone has their identities. This is just just one identity. It just makes me, for lack of a better term, and I hate kind of hate to say it, but different. Washington Square Noise is produced by Sakshi Venkatraman and Sayer Devlin. Tom Miratello is our audio engineer. Find us on any major podcast apps. Catch y'all next time. <laughs>